Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by me, Fraser McGrew, for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision making. I'm here with Nick Hare, Chris Ragg and Jordan Fermanis of Aleph Insights. And this week we're discussing holidays. Nick, you been on holiday or something? What's that? What's going on? No, no, it's the opposite, really. Ah. It's uh, up here in this hemisphere. Yeah. Uh, it's actually the depth of winter at the yes. moment. We've got uh, a cold spell, haven't we? It's sort of been mm. multiple jumpers. Yeah. And as the frost reaches its rimy fingers up the window pane, and the London drizzle mm. uh, is, you know, highlighted in the in the purple night, uh, I find myself reflecting on last year's holidays with That's a kind of warm glow. Yeah, I just feel sad now, but keep going, yeah. Well, so anyway, I actually, we had a massive holiday extravaganza last year because uh, we um, we hadn't had holidays for ages because yep. of uh, you COVID. Know, COVID. Remember that? Mm. Anyway, um, uh, so we had a US road trip, which yeah. was amazing. We went to Rome for a week and we also spent a week in France in the summer. Um, but what I noticed was that... Um, I, d- I definitely remember at the time the French holiday was incredibly relaxing. We had a swimming pool, uh, you know, we, we had barbecues. We uh, went to the lake and uh, did swimming and we went out in the evening and there was lots of sitting about and chatting and eating nice food and going to restaurants and family and everything. Uh, but my memories of that holiday are minuscule. I've got hardly very few like memories of things that happened. Mm. Whereas Rome, which was the same length of time, uh, absolutely chock full of memories but mm. at the time you know there was a lot of kind of doing stuff there was a lot of going out and, and walking and day trips and travel and um uh, i know you what know, this podcast is going to be yeah. about now but keep going yeah yeah so the uh the but the the thing is that subjectively i had let's say i was more relaxed and i was enjoying myself in a more physical way in the in the on the french holiday with the board games and the relaxation um but the memories that i've got definitely favor Rome. Mm. So the question is, what should we be optimizing when we're designing a holiday? Should we de- should we design it so that the person on holiday is having a great time? Uh, or should we design it so that the person in the future who's yeah, looking f- back... Future Nick. Future yeah. Nick looking out of his window uh, the London evening has more of a warm glow mm. about that holiday. Yeah. That's the question we want to poke into, I think. I like that because I thought that, because um, I think we can almost skip straight to it because I've got two words for you. Go on. Information gain. What, what is going on? <laughs> because, I mean, that's what it is about, right? This, that's why you remember the stuff where, because I think you go to France fairly regularly, mm. probably the same place. Yeah. It's all the same. You're not learning anything new, right, really. You're just having a lovely, relaxing time. Whereas in Rome, where I suspect you haven't been as often, as you said, it was quite busy. You're doing lots of stuff. So you're learning stuff and your senses are absorbing stuff all the time. Mm. So therefefore, you get more information and therefore you mm. remember it. And well, it's, kind of, it's a, kind of a formative year thing, sort of. Yeah? That's definitely a viable uh, theory about what makes you remember more things. Yeah. But it's yeah. not necessarily answering the question of, is it better to collect memories or is it better to have a have a sort of nice relaxing time? Exactly, and I think that's what's more interesting. Maybe on this is that designing your holiday. You want a bit of you want to relax, because you know it would be more memorable if you went on an arduous trip through the desert and so on, and um, it might be unpleasant. Probably a lose lot, a few of family mishaps, members, yeah. and you know, but rattlesnakes, rattlesnakes, mm. yeah. But um, it wouldn't be very relaxing. Um, mm. So yeah, we need to design the perfect. Hol- I think that's what we're designing here. I think we're designing the perfect Aleph holiday, aren't we? Yeah. Um, yeah. Or the perfect cognitive engineering uh, holiday. Who wants to jump in? Um, 
Well, well, yeah, I was just, just going to say, I think it's worth sort of unpicking that idea of, of, of memory and also looking at why, you know, relaxation, what different things we get out of relaxation and, uh, and things that are memorable. Um, so, so sort of thinking about, you know, the different kinds of uh, how memory works or at least models of how memory works. Um, there's obviously, you know, there's there's, uh, there's working memory, which is your sort of short-term memory. There's um, your knowledge of the world around you and how it works, your sort of semantic memory. And then what we're talking about here is episodic memory. Like, can you recall episodes within within your life? And when you think about uh, the different aspects of of how memory works, there is there, there are sort of three phases of that. There's um, the encoding of the memory in the first place when you lay it down. Yeah. Uh, so that's like meeting somebody and they, they give you your name mm. and you go, okay, that's Fraser McGrew. Yeah. Uh, then obviously at some point you have to store that memory over a period of time and then you have to recall it when you ne next meet Fraser McGrew. It's like, okay, there's, there's Fraser, ah, it's Fraser McGrew and you retrieve, yeah, yeah. Them, retrieve the memory. Um, but the point is here, I think the, the holiday itself is at the encoding phase, right? It's like you yeah. on on your holiday, you, you that's where you lay down the memories. You subsequently retrieve them on a, a dark and misty London London night, right? But um what is it that that uh makes things um memorable when they're encoded? And as you were saying, it's you know, it's about their sort of unusualness, right? So yeah. if you if you think about going on a, a on a routine walk right that you always do you probably won't remember it but if there were a giant giraffe in the middle of your your walk you would remember that occasion mm, uh, mm. Uh, um, uh, specifically but the other element is emotional um, the emotional aspect of, of, of memory so you know it's unusual but also you're more likely to remember when things are emotional and that's why you know so you get the question where were you when Kennedy died you know everybody remembers we obviously don't because we weren't uh, we weren't <laughs> but alive. September the but 11th September the 11th uh, exactly yeah, Queen right? dying so, yeah, yeah Princess so, Diana yeah uh, so everybody remembers those things because there's an emotion an emotional jolt and they're unusual but so isn't the unusual stuff <clears throat> and the emotion always connected no uh, well, n not if it's benignly unusual. Um, so that's just that's just new information. Mm. But, um, uh, but equally, um, you know, you you uh, you might have a a, a, a sort of um, tr you know regular trauma that you remember because it was a, a emotional, even though it occurred on a number of occasions and it wasn't it wasn't novel. Um, but the point is, uh, you know, what you're trying to do is is think about if you want to generate memory, how you can create that unusualness and that emotional aspect, right? It could be positive emotions as well, without it being stressful and, and working against the relaxation component. So the reason we don't, um, uh, you know, relaxation is about the absence of uh, stress, anxiety, emotions like anger and so on and, it, and it's um, you know a, a psychological state that is um, about being free from anxiety well if you put yourself in an unusual environment and one which is emotional maybe you're not free from anxiety so you've got this this definite sort of um, you know idea it's sort of perfectly encapsulated by this idea of the relaxing holiday or the memorable holiday and it, it sort of it, mm. it gets to the crux of something quite quite fundamental. 
Um, and really briefly, Chris, sorry, I wasn't listening as properly as I should have at the beginning mm. when you talked about the different kinds of memory and one of them you mentioned mm. episodic. And sorry, can you just go over those really briefly again? Uh, yeah, so there's there's working memory, which is like uh, somebody gives you a 10-digit number that you've okay, got to type got into something. Yep. Uh, there's semantic memory, which is more about, you know, your un your memory of, for example, things like language, but also gotcha. like, oh, there's a door, I know, you open the handle, don't yeah. you have a door, you know. And then episodic and memory then is stuff. more about this this element of uh, discrete periods and, and you're re playing them through in your head like a little, you know, um, cine film. Okay, nice. Yeah, so this is also, it's about one's aim. Right. What does one want from a holiday? Right. And what's the balance between, you know, relaxing and remembering it? Right. Um, so I feel we're getting somewhere um, and it makes me think of some of my more memorable holidays. Um, Jordan, anything to add at this point? Yeah, well, I was looking at some of the, I guess, cognitive processes that can occur when you're on a holiday, which I guess feeds into what Chris was talking about with those different types of memories. But the way that I guess we um, uh, there's this idea that um, before a holiday, like in the, in the anticipation of a holiday and the build-up to it, that everything will kind of, maybe the things that are going wrong in your normal life will be fixed by going on a holiday or, you know, the, like a holiday is sort of going to bring you um, a bit of an escape from your from your normal life. There's also this idea, I guess, of when you look back on a holiday with rose-coloured glasses, um, it can it can feel the memories can feel stronger and and more um, animated and 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 more positive than the actual experience was of, of being on a holiday. Um, and then there's also um, uh, I guess a paradox of when when you're on holiday sometimes you um, you long for home as well um, and you actually like that kind of that build up and, mm. and and the excitement and then when you finally get there you actually realize oh I actually I, I miss my life at home I miss my sleeping in my own bed and all these sorts of things and um, that can also I guess ref uh, reflect itself back on the memories you have of that time yeah by the way uh, no what? other animals apart from us take holidays do they or do they I, I, don't, I don't I don't know well yeah. well hang on we might touch on what the evolutionary yeah. rationale is for yeah. holidays uh, because there, there are some plausible ones but so just, just just before you come yeah, in because I sometimes feel there's a really obvious question to be asked here right about ourselves and usually that might be an end question but I think it's also sometimes useful to like what's your most memorable holiday that kind of thing um, it's sometimes really useful to bring it in the beginning or middle of an episode we might do that I don't know but anyway Nick um, keep going yeah so there's actually loads of evidence about what things seem to drive uh, the, the goodness of a holiday or at least what things what aspects of holidays uh, have an impact on what other things so that it's quite well studied um, so f first of all it's worth saying that um, happiness is really sort of multifaceted thing that people measure um, there's kind of ha happiness which is uh, right now you know how are you how are you sort of, you know, are you experiencing positive emotions? Um, but then there's a separate thing, which is uh, your sort of life evaluation, your sense of life satisfaction. And there is a correlation, but it's not perfect. So you can be, you can have, you know, positive of one and negative of another. Um, but anyway, the, the so Kahneman, uh, Daniel Kahneman is one of the key, you know, people who've sort of really studied this kind of thing. And, and um, uh, it, it turns out that life satisfaction is um it's correlated with with uh well what you'd expect really things like income um and environment and you know your kind of 
social capital and those sorts of things. But um, the happiness is actually to do with the intensity of nice experiences um, compared to the intensity of nasty experiences. So, so actually, like that, what one is one is about your life satisfaction is about background kind of thing and and situation, <clears throat> but your sense of are you feeling positive emotions or do you, are you genuine? Are you a, is your life kind of genuine, generally a happy one? Um, is to do with nice things happening a lot, right? So that has implications for what we're looking at here, which is holidays. Mm. Um, so uh, there's a lot of evidence that people are happier if they spend, and, and this ties in very much with that, but if they spend money on experiences rather than stuff, mm. right? So you might think that that new telly or the new car is going to make you happy, but actually it would be better to spend that money on going and doing something new and exciting mm -hmm. and, and fun, mm -hmm. right? So... Um, there's all kinds of hypotheses about that, but um, particularly ones mentioned here in, in Dunn et al. 2011 are that uh, experiences are more open to positive reinterpretations. Uh, and do you remember we, we've done a podcast about um, adventures and about yeah, yeah. how things going wrong actually is kind of good yeah, because yeah. that turns into a kind of story about, uh, you know, and perhaps you feel like you are a better person as a result of that that thing. Um, and But also uh, experiences are more me, are more closely tied to your own identity, yeah. apparently. So so you are not so much what you own, but as what you've done, mm. right? And then, uh, but they also found, um, you know, experiences like holidays foster to social bonds uh which is amongst the people know. on that holiday uh yeah. yeah so so but i mean in general doing experiences with people foster social bonds it holidays are are good for that reason because they're experiences but to be more specific um there's other studies that show that traveling is definitely good <laughs> in terms of the impact that holidays have on your kind of well-being um so uh, Kaw uh, Kaw Kawakbuo and Aguchi uh, just last year published a study where they discovered that people uh, people who on their holidays travelled somewhere always reported that they, or sorry, very strongly predicted whether they would subsequently claim to feel good as a result mm -hmm. of that holiday. Um, uh, but I have to say that there, there's not a great deal of evidence that holidays have a sort of significant lasting effect. Um, so and in fact, isn't so, that contradictory? Or, sorry, the reporting feeling happy uh, or satisfied, whatever it might have been, is that just only a temporary thing? And sort of where? Well, off? I think this is to do with those two types of measurement. Really, yeah, what, what yeah, I'm saying yeah. is that if you ask people how you know how 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 would you rate your life, uh, it's it, the fact they've been on holiday or not in the last six months doesn't have that much of a difference. Okay, you know. So, um, but th they found uh, there was a study by Naljin um, which found that if people had a really relaxed holiday, so that's like super ultra relaxing, that uh, is correlated with a, a, a happiness boost but only for about two weeks mm. um and the most interesting thing i think which he found um sorry he or she i don't actually know uh who now Jin is but um is that the length of stay is mm. not a predictor of post-trip happiness mm. right it must be a minimum so though, so but, well yeah. they sort mm. of um so i think that i don't know it ties in more with that sense of actually it's the experience and not the uh it, it's 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 the the intense experience things rather than the you know having downtime for a long time so you you it's better to go and do some you know a variety of different memorable things than it is to have two weeks off work and just get a massage every day yeah right so which is which is really intriguing so so th a, a t three day holiday 
will have could have a lasting more lasting boost on your happiness than a three week long holiday if you were just lying on a beach mm. for three weeks. Yeah. Okay. Now you yeah. With, I mean that's as I said that's what the evidence uh, suggests. Mm. Um, so so I think the 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 um, upshot mm. is that uh, holidays probably aren't going to be that significant that duration isn't as important and that uh, positive experiences are important so so that's edging towards uh, telling us how we should um, you know how we should think about designing our holiday okay yeah. um, okay so I, I think we need to stay focused on that question at some point how to design mm. a holiday and I think we need to design one at the end of this uh, Chris well I was, ju I was just sort of um interested because because i, I <clears throat> that feels counterintuitive to me the duration point mm. um because uh, but i wonder whether that's because there are large individual differences and so you know if you look at the population at large there's not an optimal amount of time but each individual may have their own optimum and that's really well scattered because i definitely when i go on holiday know what my optimal you know which is about five to nine days yeah so so, so I, I, don't, I don't like going away for three weeks i wouldn't go away for three mm. weeks if you go away for two days you, you know it's not it's not long enough, the sides. But, uh, <laughs> yeah uh, but, but i know people who would always go on a, a, at least a two-week summer holiday yeah. bang block you know my wife you know. and i amongst the many things about which we <clears throat> argue one of them is holiday length um, mm, and every go. year we have we, we start at the same point as if we'd never had the argument before, which is I always want to go for two weeks and she wants to go for one week. It's always mm, yeah. the same every time. And also she always wants to go to bloody Cornwall. Um, well, anyway, there is yeah. evidence that that the, the sort of what you remember from holiday falls off very sharply after about a week if it's staying in one place. Presumably holiday. because it becomes more routine as we exactly sort of, yeah. yeah. But that a week actually is a bit of a sweet spot mm. uh, I think in terms um, of. Uh, well, yeah. Spare a spare a thought for um, the the Earl of Arundel and his uh, his family, um, who who sort of popularised the the Grand Tour, uh, mm. and um, yeah, went away for sixteen thirteen and sixteen fourteen for their um, nice. uh, <laughs> their, their, their trip to uh, to, to Europe. Yeah. But I think that historical uh, perspective on holidays is quite is quite interesting and might give us some insights into what a holiday is for and how you might design it. Mm. And if you think of the, you know, the the etymology of the word holy days, mm. you know, and, and how they were used um, in, certainly in, in sort of Western culture with the Sabbath and actually it being a break from work. So it, it being, you know, the 12 days of Christmas in Tudor times were an opportunity to not do what could have been potentially quite backbreaking, you know, um, physically demanding uh, or, or laborious uh, work. Mm. And um, so, you know, so there is an element of a holiday is just not working, right? So that's one, that's one aspect of it. Um, but then you sort of look at how things evolved and obviously, you know, it, it, it was difficult historically to travel so you know that travel aspect but you did have things like pilgrimages mm. and you know they were generally engaged in by the the wealthy and and if you read you know um, canterbury tales there is an element of sort of holiday about road ab trip about road trip yeah. exactly yeah um well P pilgrimage has a very even <clears throat> outside of religious stuff 
um, pilgrimage has a very specific meaning that's more about sort of self-discovery, which mm. I, it links into this. But but but, but anyway. I dare say that lots of pilgrims yeah. were not necessarily terribly devout. I mean, they probably were no, exactly. in the medieval world, but there was also an element of, oh, this is quite good. I'm I I've got an excuse to yeah, to doing other stuff to, to, you, yeah. to go to go somewhere. Um, and then obviously, you know, technology developed transport technology, stagecoaches and turnpike roads and all those kinds of things actually enables um, travel but then you know in the UK at least the the big boom was really sort of uh, I suppose moving into the Victorian area and and seaside resorts and you know um, the the kind of boom with with Brighton and uh, Eastbourne and Bournemouth yeah. and Blackpool and yeah. so on and the, and the creation of the of those places um, but but that actually you know it's worth where remembering. in fact you live today Bournemouth yeah, yeah. yeah. well Bournemouth from uh, in in eighteen sixty one Bournemouth's population was one thousand seven hundred and seven people mm. uh, and in eighteen eighty one it was nearly seventeen thousand mm. so a tenfold increase in the population based on presumably supporting tourism during that yeah. during that period and by so. the way a lovely unintended side effect for photographers in the twentieth. Um, what century are you in? 21st? Yeah. yeah. Thank you. A uh, century like myself, which is I get to go off and photograph lovely um, underclass um, degradation at these places That's right. and decline. Yeah. So it's see brilliant. See the whole, nice. the whole yeah. s s s Well, and, and back again to Margate, you know, Margate on the upper Yeah, on the up groovy. Again, yeah, you know, yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. Um, but, but anyway, yeah, so, so that, that idea that it is about a break from work, but about going outside of your your normal atmosphere. Listen, uh, I, we're well, further along than I, I wanted I, I before. Know, I, but I want. I, I really want. To, I'm impatient to ask this question. But go, Nick. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just. I think this touches on. We talked about traveling and go, and that being a thing. Yeah. And and road trips and stuff. I, I, there is just worth mentioning that there there, there is also an evolutionary um, reason why yeah. we might want to travel, and it just comes from um, you know be, being hunter hunter gatherers. Um, and it's a bit like the theory that exercise makes you happy because you, 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 your body thinks that it's escaped from a threat. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is quite an interesting one. <laughs> and, I, and I think it's a set that I think we have a, a, a deep-seated primary need yeah. to travel, yeah. to go to places because it serves so many useful purposes. Mm. If you're, um, you know, if you're a hunter-gatherer, you're, you're gathering information about, you know, opportunities, and you can't just stay in one place. So I think that 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 explains why you know just traveling at all has some sort of positive effect. Mm. Um, but the other thing I want to mention, which because is really important in understanding um, our recollections of experiences, is this uh, peak end rule. Yeah. Um, which is this really weird finding? From peak end rule. The peak okay. end rule. Yeah. It's a very weird finding from uh, cognitive psychology. Uh, Kahneman writes again uh, quite a lot about it, but it. it it seems to be the case that people don't really remember the experiences they have. Mm. That, that obviously they remember the the memories they have, and and those memories don't do a very good job of capt capturing the experience. So the classic experiment for this is mm. that um, you get you put people in two conditions: condition mm. A, condition B. Condition A, they put their hand in really really uncomfortably cold water for you know a minute, mm. and then they take it out. Condition yeah, yeah, B, yeah. they put their hand in the uncomfortably cold water for a minute, but then the water is gradually warmed up so that, you know, over the course of the next minute, so that at the end it's not uncomfortable, mm -hmm. right? Now, you would think, well, that is just the first experience, but with a, a bit of extra discomfort. It would be better to take your hand out uh, and immediately end the discomfort than to have keep it in there while the water warms up. Not so. 
right? It turns out that people, when asked which experience they'd like to repeat, people would rather repeat the one where they actually were submerged for longer, but the water gradually warmed up. So, so people's memories are not encoding the pleasure or displeasure of an experience properly. What they what they do is they do, they use this shortcut, which is called the peak end rule, which is how bad was the worst thing in that experience or how good in the context of a positive experience and how did it end? If it ended well, brilliant. Thumbs well. up to that experience. Yeah. So, but, so that tells us... It's like the reverse us, of being a lobster, really, isn't it? Uh, I, I, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the reverse lobster theory. But, but the, so, so the, point, the implication for a holiday is that um, the end of the holiday is going to make a big difference. How, how, the, how, you, how, it, how, it, how we encode the experience of it ending, uh, but also the, the high, yeah. the, the, whatever the best bit of that holiday is, that's, that's also how we're yeah. going to remember it. So, so if we're looking, if we come to the conclusion that we, uh, that we sort of want to form some good memories, then um, it, to make them good, we've got to make sure we get that right. We've got to make sure the best bit is really good and that the end is good. And the duration doesn't really matter. And again, that reinforces that finding from earlier. But the, the, the really uh, interesting thing about this is that, um, you know, as Kahneman says, you, we are, there's basically an experiencing self and a remembering self. Mm. And they are they have totally different experiences. Mm. And he says, we are the remembering self. Right. You might think you're Us the experiencing right self. Yeah. You, the person <laughs> yeah. I'm talking to, you, you're the remembering yeah. self. Even minute to minute. If I asked you what happened two minutes ago, I'd be speaking to the remembering self. Yeah. But the experiencing self is having a whole different time. Uh, your experiencing self is is experiencing things in a way that basically your remembering self just doesn't know about, and um, that is it's kind of spooky. And but only in the moment, right? Yeah, right. The, but but, but the the, thing is actually, that, the memory, the remembering self is the experiencing self, but in a delay. Is that well, right? Well, no. Or, I mean, no, the point or... is that they they want different things out of life. That, no, but what? The... But the memorable one, the remembering, remembering self must be based. It's based on the experience, experiences of the experience yeah, self, yes, right? Yeah, yeah, but like distorted and filtered, filtered yeah, and, yeah. Um, in in a way that your experiencing self, uh, basically, uh, your remembering self would like to put your experiencing self through unpleasant situations because it gets some good memories out of the end, and that's really weird. <laughs> that's really. I mean, I this, like this totally tallies with um, personal experience actually, because uh, I I always come back from holidays, and you know, a few months later, I go, oh, that was a brilliant holiday, and my wife always says really you seemed really stressed while you were there you know sort of with my <laughs> children at the airport or, or whatever um so so that does seem to um to tally with somebody else's objective memory of of, of my uh experiencing self yeah um, um look i'm sorry <laughs> i wanted to ask this much earlier but i do want to ask this now which is holidays your best ever holiday right uh, not best ever give me a memorable one well, i mean Okay, well, I know we're talking around those points anyway, but I want an example, one. And maybe we've got a little time to examine that briefly, but then we need to set our minds mm. to this task, like yeah. let's design a holiday. Um, does anyone want to kick off with their best holiday or one of their best? I've got a couple straight away. Um, anybody? I think my American road trip last year is, is up there. Definitely. Why was it so good? It uh, looked great from the photos you sent whole, me. Well, the whole family there, well, us, us and the two kids, um, they're old enough now that we don't have to kind of worry moment to moment about looking after them. You know, they can sort send of... Send them off know. to buy guns. You don't need yeah, to exactly. yourself, right? Um, so, yeah. The totally new environment, I've been to the US several times, but never been to the South. This was a road trip to the, through the South. Um, 
variety the the you know the environment changes it's all it's all the us and if you didn't live uh, in the us and you weren't used to it you might think it was all similar but of course mm. anyone who's been around the us knows that it's totally different mm. it can change a lot in a few hundred miles and um and yeah, so we, we, you know, we went to all kinds of different environments, different sort of, uh, you know, types of cities, different people, uh, different food. And um, uh, yeah, absolutely billions of memories. Lots of Ed, really what, fun memories. What went wrong? Anything? Give me, you know, anything that went wrong? Um, unfortunately, no. I know mm. that would have been that would have been good, but it didn't really. We didn't have any amusing uh, breakdowns. We didn't encounter any violent lunatics. In mm. fact, the people in the South are as they're supposed to be on the on the propaganda posters <laughs> really charming. friendly they are yeah, they're yeah. lovely people yeah. um so yeah i think the the probably the worst experience was ros uh, ros didn't know what uh what buffalo chicken sauce mm. was and she ordered some and uh, it was way too spicy for her uh, so. okay well, yeah I, I think as 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 bad things go that's, that's not, not too, too bad, bad is it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah um anyone else want to jump in jordan chris yeah um i think my trip to India in my early twenties was a was one. It was um, just like a sensory overload for anyone that's been to India. Probably understands that, and just culturally very different to what I was expecting. I think quite challenging in a lot of ways. So I think that's what made it memorable for me. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, any, what, I mean, give me one thing, one standout Lo- moment. Just lots of things that going Random stuff wrong. Happened. I think <laughs> like things unexpected, things that I thought would just be you know even catching a train or finding something to eat or everything felt just a bit difficult and 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 not the way I was used to it sure working yeah, yeah. Um, which was probably a good thing to experience at an early age yeah. yeah that's what I like when I go camping actually this isn't my example but when you go camping everything's a little bit of a task and I, I really mm. enjoy cooking wherever I am but when it's camping it's a real right let's it's a task that I've got to do and it's quite yeah. difficult and I really enjoy yeah, it and, solve problems yeah exactly uh, Chris well, I, I, I was just thinking about this, and it was it was sort of difficult to to divide out. But I, I, but I realised something in thinking about this this question. So the, the sort of three candidates that came to mind were um, a holiday uh, my wife and I had when she was first pregnant when we went to Morocco, mm. um, a Californian road trip that, mm. that we went on before we had children, but then our, our holiday last summer to southern Germany, the Black Forest and mm. Lake Constance and so on. And what all of those holidays had in common is that they were multi-destination, yeah, yeah. sort of, uh, you know, move from one place to another, spend a few days in a place, learn about it a little bit, and then move on to the to, to the next place. So I I think that is a that's a little finding for me about designing holidays is actually if you go away. It's a you can sustain the duration, but if you're moving somewhere new each time, you get that novelty and the memory yeah. experience. But you're still on still on holiday. Yeah, um, I think similar to me actually as you talk it through. So for me mm-hmm. as a couple, which is this summer just gone by, we all had great summers by the way, didn't we? Except from poor Jordan. Um, <laughs> the, we went. He's to, just been to Australia. Though, yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, um, we um, yeah we went to the Italian lakes, but we drove all the way there. It's quite a long way. 
Um, and so they definitely had that element of moving. Um, but also whilst we were there, we moved around a lot. And and um, and also actually probably my, one of the best things is my poor son, Alistair, he kept falling off his bike. It wasn't always his fault. Um, but he kept ended up all every day with like a new um, gash yeah. on his knee and gashes upon gashes. And we got all, because as you know, I'm a hardcore documentary photographer. So I've got photos of the whole lot and films yeah. and video of him crying and stuff. And Are you and, terribly upset, <laughs> Alistair? <laughs> yeah, tell me how you feel. And even he admitted that those were the best bits and we all agreed that the best bits were Alistair falling off his bike and, and, the, and the blood and so on um, but you yeah, know probably the best one was just pre-kids um, my wife and I we went on a cycling holiday in the Loire Valley um, and it was a total disaster I mean it was raining all the time my wife kept falling off her bike now we know where Alistair gets it from um, and um, a terrible hay fever um, but also we were sort of, you know, it was, we would go to sleep in the rain, we would cycle in the rain, we would pack things up in the rain and just, just rain, 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 rain. And me and my wife had some of the biggest arguments that we've ever had. Um, and, but it was Mainly because you keep pushing people off their bikes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but it was just such a wonderful holiday. And we look back and go, and even sort of, you know, tantrums from me go, I'm a total disaster as a human being for saying we should do this holiday and da, 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 da. Sounds but it was, like you had a bit of, uh, you know, personal realisation. Yeah, that was yeah, good. exactly. Yeah. So it was wonderful, wonderful. Um, okay, look, we super quick, we need to wrap this mm. up. Perfect holiday. Holiday, let's design it. Um, yeah, well, I'll, I'll, I'll suggest something. Go on. Road trip. Yeah, road trip. Nice. Yeah. Okay, so, all right, we're doing this, okay? okay. So we're all going on an Aleph um, Cognitive Engineering road trip. Okay, where should we go? Where are we going? Well, where do we get the most experiences for a shortest mm. amount of geography? Yeah, so we need, well, like... that's a good point, yeah. Because... Mm. So, the, so the, 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 I mean, if you look at where people go on holiday in Britain, uh, Spain is most popular, USA next, France, Italy, Greece, Portugal, Germany, Australia, Canada, Turkey. So that could be a, a short list based on what other people have found interesting. Um, you know, but also, yeah, go on. well, knowing what we know about length of holiday, how that's not so important. We want to save a bit of cash, right? <clears throat> so therefore, close. let's not make it too long and so make yeah. it close. But it needs to be sufficiently exotic. So we might be talking Morocco. Turkey, well, I, I think like I see mm. what I was going to suggest. And I, I don't at the risk of looking a bit Eurasia centric. Yeah, um, I, I think there's a lot of cultural. The probably the most cultural variation you can get in a short space of time is around the Mediterranean. You can go from you can go from Egypt up through, you know, through Israel. Then you're in, you know, mm. Turkey and pretty soon you're Greece, Italy. You know, you've got that's quite a good amount of cultural okay. variation. I like that. Okay, so, so I think we're I'd looking like at that. Start in Egypt, we go around the. Yeah. You know. So are we talking about a boat trip rather than a road trip? We could no, mix we've it got up. To drive through Syria. Both. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be great. That'll be the exciting bit. <laughs> and we do a bit, a bit of everything. You know, motorbikes, camels, tuk tuks, and a bit of um, dinghies okay. and Agreed. everything. Okay, Agreed. nice. Okay, so that was some Egypt going around. So what's the we 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 want something to go wrong? Okay. Um, and I, Syria kidnapped. Yeah, so Paul Jordan gets kidnapped <laughs> yeah. in Syria. Okay, um, he doesn't like it. Still take one for the team. But yeah, yeah, but you know we don't get him back probably. But it's fine. We're, like, we it's fine for us three. Carry and, on. and you know we're the majority, so that's fine. Okay. Right. And, and then finally, how does it finish? No, wait, wait. Yeah, go Sorry. On. There's a couple of things we need to add. Peak peak rule. We've got to have in the middle. We've got to have like the top, the best experience. That'll be the most. Oh uh, yes. Okay. But then then I suggest because of this thing that I think. We want to squeeze in just a little bit of relaxation time. So I, I suggest just after the peak, we have our two days in a in a luxury hotel. Then we get back on the road. So we've yeah. got we've got about two days on the road. The luxury hotel in I don't know Tel Aviv or something. Yeah. And then and then we get back on the road. 
Um, and uh, and that's where the excitement happens. But we've got to end on a high. So I think we've got to, we've got to end. We free Jordan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, it might be better Come save than me. that. No, I mean, Break him but, out. Break so, him so, out in cover of darkness Get and sail over to Greece and have a nice, really nice Maybe uh, like final. we get really matey with Mossad or something. And, yeah. um, mm. you know, we're, they go, hey, these guys know what they're about. And we sort of all yeah. join up together, something like that. I think a but, key ingredient is also, Fraser, you f photographing everything that yeah, happens. Yeah, so we have something well, to look back on. That. In terms of holidays and memories, yeah. obviously the photo album has died, mm. and yet the you know the the kind of holiday slideshow was a was a staple was a of nineteen seventy sitcoms. Yeah, yeah. yeah, mind you, I even though I I hate <laughs> Google knowing everything about me, I do quite like it when it pops up and says this is yeah. what you were doing two years ago. And yeah. You go, oh yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, so what did we design our holiday? Was yeah, that peak thing? Was that rescuing Jordan? Yeah. yeah, no. The yeah. peak, the peak is uh, the peak is the is. Wasn't we it? haven't decided yet. Yeah, no. That's the bit we still need to decide. So, so the the good ending is we get Jordan back, hooray! Um, but the, we still need that sort of thing. Um, June buggies to Petra, horsing, horse ride, taking a horse ride yeah. to Petra, like yeah, in, like like in going Indiana through Jones. the Wadi Rum. Yeah, but also I think yeah, but also some bandits try and get us, um, but yeah, we, we manage to the elude bandits. them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh nice. no, we befriend them. Yeah, and then in the end <laughs> they, they help us. They help us rescue Jordan. <laughs> yeah, I like that yeah. circles nicely. To, yeah, brilliant, cool. That's okay. it. Okay, right. Let's get on to the travel agent. Okay. Um, have we done it? Are we finished? Have we um, wrapped this up? What would happen is that. Um, uh, they would be uh, Jordanian nationalists and they would refuse to help. And then when we told them the name of the yeah. person who's been kidnapped, they <laughs> exactly. would sign up. Exactly, there we go. Yeah, we're on for yeah. this. Yeah, 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 exactly. I like that. Nice. That sounds like a really fun holiday. Um, it, it ticks all those boxes. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast. I'm Fraser McGrew. We've been here with Jordan Fermanis, Chris Ragg, and Nick Hare of Aleph Insights. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.